Hello and welcome to a Taylor's Tales podcast. This is Chris's Corner. I'm your host, Chris Taylor, and welcome back to a brand new episode. This week, I'm talking about why living alone is awesome. And I'm diving in here because it's happened to me recently. I love my new setup. I love my new apartment. I've been here for going on over a month now. And it's crazy how time flies by when you are both busy with your day job and then also with everything that goes on outside of working hours, which to me has seemed quite a lot recently. Everything seems to blur by when you're in like focused, so focused. When you come out of that time zone and you come out of the work life, this is why it's so interesting to me when I took that break, uh, a career break, as I did a a whole podcast on it, and it made me realize how slowed down time is when you go outside of the working nine to five environment. And then when you jump back into it, it's like, bam, time becomes so finite, so restricted. It's important to take every second as a joy, a pleasure, and to utilize it in a way that's gonna be beneficial for you and to make you happy, or maybe I should say content and fulfilled. There's, those are probably more long-term, better words to utilize in this scenario. First thing I want to get into about living alone and that and the great benefits that come from it. And there are some downsides, but for me personally, I've not really experienced them so far. I mean, obviously this is the beginning phase of the first uh, the first time I've lived alone in like going on since 2018, 2019. So going on three years since I last was able to utilize the peace and serenity that is living by yourself. But I do want to talk about dialing in on your nutrition. Something that uh, I've both benefited from and also declined from is when you live with family, friends, um, or sharing an apartment, you will be pulled in to food events or meal plans or anything, or you may be unable to access the kitchen at some point, you may not be able to create the meals that you wish to be able to do so. So when you live alone like myself, you're able to really focus in on the foods that are important to you and that are gonna be able to uh, achieve the goals that you're looking for. In my case, at the moment I'm doing a quote unquote lean bulk where I'm gaining as much muscle mass as I possibly can, but at the same time staying lean and shredded and maintaining that six pack abs, which is great. It's it's the benefit of gaining strength, but at the same time, you are also feeding that vanity within yourself. <laughs> the ven- vinicious snake. Um, no, I'm joking. That's not even a word, vinicious. That should be all vinicious. I'm gonna cr- quote that and create it, it is mine. Uh, vanity becomes vinicious. Um, <laughs> anyway, point being is this. For me, I've focused in on two meals that I can repeat every single day without fail and not really be bothered by them. For me personally, I have a sweet tooth. So in the morning, what I've been doing is making a mint chocolate porridge. So I take some whey protein with mint flavor, which for me personally is a favorite of mine. It's either that or chocolate peanut. I know peanut butter or mint two strange combinations, but for me it works. Go for whatever suits you, but in my case, it's it's chocolate mint that goes into the porridge. And then I will have uh, what you would call ready break oats. I don't have ready break, I just get the Aldi zone because I'm being cautious with my money in terms of groceries. And I'd rather spend uh, my money at Aldi than anywhere else because I get a little bit more. And in today's economical crisis times, the best time to be uh, frugal 
is now and shop at Audi. I've talked about it before, get more for your money. That's the main thing. So I would say from there, I've got myself 270 milligram, milliliters of milk. And I just go for standard milk. I'm probably gonna try and switch at some point to something a little less lactose uh, heavy. If you'll excuse me, there's someone I have to get in touch with and forgive. Myself. Purely because I'm fully aware that it doesn't totally agree with me. Uh, but at the same time, I love the, the taste. So it's it's a bit of a, ooh, you know, conflict, a little bit of a, you know, do I, don't I sort of situation. I'm never too sure. And for now, it's semi-skim milk with the ready break oats, the whey protein, I chuck in 40 grams of peanut butter because I love that stuff. And as much as I tried try to eat uh, PB2, which is the dried alternative of peanut butter, when you're doing a lean bulk, you don't really care about the calories as much. You are very still locked in, dialed in, as I said earlier, but you have a little bit more freedom with the foods that you get to choose. So in my case, I love peanut butter, so being able to access it once again within my diet is totally uh, a thing. And from there, I will have some sucralose sweetener on top. Probably gonna switch back to stevia because that's much better for you overall. Uh, there's been studies that su sucralose can actually cause issues when it comes down to accessing uh, more sweet stuff throughout the day and it can actually damage your uh, taste buds in terms of how you, uh, I believe the phrase is taste, no, not taste sweet, but how you handle sweet things. It becomes harder for you to be able to deal with. So if you have sugar and then you have sucralose, sucralose is so sweet that it can actually cause you to have less sweet from sugar, which is kind of madness in itself. So I'm gonna swap, swap that out. It's purely because I've been getting it from Audi. It was cheap and it was just accessible there. So I will be switching over to Stevia at some point in the near future. And then I will have an apple on the side because apple, fibrous, sweet, Bingo, that's a perfect, and then you got your green, you got your porridge, you got fiber in there, you're gonna be filled till lunchtime. Then the second meal, I'm jumping in, and I'm just gonna have real simple uh, chicken, rice, and then either carrots or sprouts or broccoli or whatever. So it's that normal, you know, chicken, broccoli, rice stereotype, but my chicken, broccoli, and rice is actually rather delectable. If I do say so myself, whenever these celebrities talk about how they're eating chicken, broccoli, and rice, it sounds like it's boiled, it sounds like it's dry, it sounds like it's boring as hell. For me personally, I'm getting rice, the dirty rice from uh, Audi. Again, referencing Audi, you're gonna sponsor me at some point, I know it, chuck it in there. Uh, <laughs> the There's this thing called um, dirty rice at Audi where it's got like, it's not really dirty rice, it's just normal like white rice with some spice and some basically kidney beans in there to chuck it in which extra fiber which i'm always going to look out for and always going to try and chuck in to make me feel a little bit more satiated and whole that's great and then i'm going to chuck in my new uh piece of equipment that my family has donated quite graciously to me now a present from my mom and dad an air fryer which is an absolute game changer for those of you out there who are trying to once again dial in that nutrition oh this this is just my air fryer. You don't have an air fryer? <laughs> Get a grip. No, literally. My air fryer has a grip on it. And I would say that the air fryer just speeds up everything. Reduced electricity, again, 
during these times, very useful. It also cooks it to that perfect golden slash, uh, golden on the outside and then still got that chewiness in the middle where it's not pink and you're not gonna get any sort of issues when it comes down to uh, digestion, shall we say, and poisoning yourself. <laughs> and it's only 20 minutes or less in this case. I've looked at around 17 minutes as the perfect time. I know that's very specific, but for me, I'm looking at it, I'm like, that's done, that's perfect. And for fish, it takes 10 minutes. For steak, it takes 15, and it takes 20 minutes for chips. It's fantastic, and you've got a whole range of foods there that you're able to remove from the fryer, remove from the oven, and chuck it in there and make it just so much easier. And then I'm also making this meal real quick. I think the total time for chicken, broccoli, and rice for me is around 20 minutes. So that's so by the time the chicken's done, I've already done the microwave rice, which is two minutes, and then I've already microwaved the broccoli, carrots, or sprouts within 3.3 minutes. So sorry three minutes and 30 seconds and there you go you've got yourself a lunchtime meal for me lunch really isn't that big deal i'm not that bothered by lunch lunch for me is purely to be able to fuel me for the gym later on in the day so i do find myself that that's quite low calorie lunch so i have to have like a banana or some sort of carbohydrates in the afternoon to be able to fuel me for that gym session later in the day and by doing so i'm gaining a little bit more energy uh, which can be uh really beneficial when you're feeling a little bit tired after a long day's work you do that nine to five job and then you've gone to the gym afterwards you want to have that little bit of a buzz you don't want to feel weak in the gym you want to feel strong and for me personally what i do find is that monday and tuesday uh, can feel a little bit less strength and i have more strength later in the week which is kind of counterintuitive for most people for me personally on a saturday for instance i'm up peak performance because I've had that like solid eight or nine hours sleep and then I'm going in with that full caffeinated morning and I, for me personally I just get the most when I'm training at 12 o'clock or or two o'clock right somewhere in the middle of the afternoon and I just get that buzz and I'm ready to rock and roll and you can imagine with my nutrition on point my evenings vary between having a steak uh, some sort of potato or I'll go for three slices of bread yes I know the devil the devil's there oh my god he's having white bread tell the news welcome to the bread bank we sell bread we sell loaves we got bread on deck bread on the flow toasted bro shut the fuck up listen I just need a baguette and a brioche um <laughs> <laughs> the point for me in this is that I can stick to this. I love steak. I love eggs. I'll chuck steak and eggs together with three slices of bread and some carrots, sprouts, or broccoli on the side. Always going to have some sort of vegetable with my lunch and dinner to be able to add that in. And as I said earlier, I'm always having some sort of apple or, or banana in the afternoon or morning to be able to increase my greens, increase my fruit, increase my vegetables to be able to have that fiber that sweetness and that just health all around to be able to help with the microbiome and then on top of that i say microbiome like i know what i'm talking about no i, I really don't uh, <laughs> the point being is this is by adding that in i am becoming a little bit more switched on and i have definitely seen a huge difference in my concentration whether it be at work whether it be at home whether i'm talking to my family friends i'm just a little bit more snappy you know i just feel alive and i think this is something that's really having your own space and having this ability to dictate your life to a real specific point having that control 
when everything outside of the world can feel like you have no control over it, having this space, having this place for you, the viewer, the listener, is really important because you can then, and, and for those who are still living with parents, family, friends, roommates, whatever it is, your bedroom becomes your, your room. Like there has to be a space that you can control solely and own and that's it because you have to have somewhere to be able to recede from the world. I say it like that, not in a negative way, but in a positive way where you can have the aspect of the world that is not in chaos, but in pure order because the rest of the world can feel very chaotic and you have very little control on it. Uh, and it can stress a lot of people out. It's what, why there's more anxiety in the world today than there's ever been before, because there's less control and there's more issues that, you know, just ta we all have to tackle on a day-to-day -day basis. Even though this is the best time to be alive, I am emphasizing this on a, on a big time. And then I didn't even talk about the best meal of the day. Of course, pudding. We all want pudding. For me personally, I'm having skier yogurt, which I always have. It's only got like five to 10 grams of sugar in it. Uh, my sugar intake is normally at uh, around 45 to 50 grams a day. And that comes majority from fruits and vegetables. It's not fruit, not vegetables, fruits uh, and from my yogurt at the end of the day. So getting that five to 10 grams is fine. I can, I can live with that. And then I'll mix it with an apple once again. By the way, I didn't mention earlier, these are green apples specifically of, of that kind, whether it be Granny Smith's or whatever, I am going for green because they're sweeter and for some reason they always have that perfect crunchy texture, unlike red apples, which for some reason go kind of soft and weird. And yeah, I have a war against red apples. You hear me? Yes, that's right. Red apples, I'm coming for you. You're getting extinct. <laughs> You're not extinguished. But point being is this, that if you can find these little things, these things to look forward to in terms of food, uh, and you can consistently stick to, you're going to find yourself in a healthier state. And you're also going to find that when you do have, for instance, in my case, my cheat meal Friday, like the rock, I know, mm -mm -mm, can't touch this. <laughs> Love it. Um, for me, it's at the moment, my licorice, oh my God, I've got forgot to tell, to tell you guys about, sorry, not saying you guys, the viewer, the listener, uh, that licorice all sorts at Audi have been upgraded to a new level. Dear Lord, whatever they've done to those things, they've become chewier, they've become softer, they've become sweeter somehow. I don't know what they've done to those licorice all sorts, but they've changed them from being hard and really hard and like the texture that's this really like takes a real while to chew to these soft sweet oh it's like i'm almost turning into a marshmallow it's it's gooey as well i want to chew oh, my goodness sorry i'm i'm i get into that food mindset but uh yeah those for me just amazing and then white chocolate as well it's not real chocolate that's like the most false chocolate uh, ever. As you can see, I go for the worst things possible when it comes down to my, my treat cheat meal. Uh, and then I will have some a, a packet of prawn cocktail crisps, probably uh, big enough to fit my head in. <laughs> no, not really. They're around 500 calories. So it does equate to like 1,500 calories worth of food there. But because of the amount of exercise I do, and because I'm very uh, strict with myself throughout the week. It's also something that it's not like, it's not overly me, I have to have it. Like it, it just happens to be there and it's something to just have on a Friday or have on a Saturday. I'm not like, 
oh god I can't have it on Friday it's game over life's over I can't have my cheat meal uh, I also think that if I'm out with family anymore I'm no longer so I think I think I'm also no longer worrying too much about diet and stuff which has actually helped on a big big scale especially when you're you know when you're cutting I remember just thinking of really being a little bit more dialed in but even then i feel like this year has become like the year for nutrition for me not only by living alone but also ever since the pandemic began i just started realizing what i was eating and really tracking it and really for me it wasn't a chore to track my food i enjoy it i love doing it it's like a little bit of a game how can i get the most amount out of the calories i've got for the day and how can i feel better and eat the healthier foods and at the same time really enjoy it and be a healthy person so yeah i mean this podcast has turned into a nutrition podcast which is fine it's it, it, for those who are interested in getting the most out of your food and being really mentally strong when it comes down to being zoned in and eating the right foods and and not just eating junk all the time this is important for you to hear because i used to be the person who ate moam sweets like every day when i was at school when i was like 16 uh, and i'd be eating pot noodles after school and then wondering why i was so cloudy uh, and and unable to concentrate on my a levels because i'd just eaten enough sugar and carbohydrates to be able to feed the 500 but the point being is this you're gonna find what works for you and that will look different to everyone else and that's fine because you uh, are gonna work for you it's not gonna be me giving you a meal plan like if i was to say to somebody else to eat those four meals and then on a friday i gave them a bag of you know prawn cocktail crisps licorice all sorts and five bars of chocolate white chocolate of the specific taste they'd look at me and go well i don't want this and this isn't this this isn't a treat to me and that's exactly the point it's not it's not going to be but what they will find is that they'll find what works for them and this is the point i i see so often people falling off the wagon and i do think that um when you aren't on your own when you aren't living in your own space that becomes that much more difficult both uh when you're living with someone else and you don't have control over the meals that you're making which can be really difficult Uh, And then there's the other side of things where you're on your own and you can fall into that negative cycle where you're not aware of the food you're eating and you are eating just crap and no one is around there to help you. So there is that as well. So finding healthy alternatives is always the best way and finding the healthy alternatives that you enjoy is the main thing. So let's get off nutrition. Uh, What I will talk about is just being able to see people. There's nothing better at the moment that I've found is having the choice, having the ability to go see friends and family, having them be able to get to you without having to trek three hours into the wilderness, which is what I was beforehand. I will say it's it's not that far away, but it is it was in the middle of nowhere. And that can feel a little bit daunting for most people to come visit. And I totally understand and I feel no resentment to, towards anyone who wasn't able to visit me because it is a bit of a middle of nowhere, ah, what we're gonna go on go and do, go for a bloody walk, you know. <laughs> that's about it or we we're gonna go for a run and we're gonna go work out and that's that's about it but the the point being i was able to exist there because you know my mindset is very much set on the things i love and it makes it very easy for me to be able to work with those not everyone's gonna be able to do the things that i do and i accept that without any hesitation whatsoever but what i will say is 
that now that I am in my own space, it has become apparent to me how amazing it is to be able to just walk out my front door and to be able to get to any place. We take, you know, full of, I think we take for granted, all of us, whether you live in the city centre or whether you live in the countryside and you have a car and you're able to access places with ease. That access is powerful stuff. It is the freedom of this world. And freedom is true power in my mind because it gives you the the access to the things that you love. For me at the moment, my routine is very rigid in some ways, but it's also very flexible because I'm able to go into my diary like, you get this time, you get this time, you get this time, and that's fine. For most people, they're able to say, yes, I'm able to work with this, but for those who are spontaneous and love that tired of life, where they just turn up and do something random, they look at my lifestyle and they go, oh God, no, that you can't be having that, Jeffrey. No, the proud fan, now I'm doing a terrible. Can he make me think I care? <laughs> Interpret it, but point being is this, I keep saying that. <laughs> the the idea is that living on your own provides you with freedom, which then opens you to doing all the stuff you love. And one of the cool things that I did today was that I went and passed my car theory test, which I haven't ever I haven't like ever passed it before. Um, I've done multiple attempts before. I did like three attempts when I was younger. Uh, and I wasn't fully concentrating. You know when you do something because you feel obligated to do it. You you go for driving lessons because you feel like you have to do something. You have to drive. And I've realized now that I actually want to drive now. Uh, and I'm okay with just doing automatic because I need. I don't need to drive. The British like transport system, yes, it's flawed and yes, there are strikes all the time, but I can get to places and would I like to be able to stop having to take the bus? Yes. Am I okay taking the train? A hundred percent. But there are some places on this amazing continent, such as the remote parts of Scotland and the Cornish coastline that require a car. And I'd love to be able to get to those places. And I would love to be able to say to my friends, I'm coming to pick you up and I'm going to pay back you all the miles that you put <laughs> going out of your way taking me to places. So this is, you know, obviously it's not just about that, but it's also about freedom. Increasing that freedom even more than it already is. But I'm not going to do it by financially putting myself into any jeopardy. I will pass my test. Uh, I hopefully will be able to get myself a practical test sometime next year, even with the enormous backlog that is happening within the uh, driving test uh, in British driving test uh, issues at the moment because of the backlog of the pandemic. Uh, but I will get there and I will increase that freedom even more, which is lovely. Moving on from driving and all of these things, uh, Chainsaw Man and Bleach. How can I not talk about the anime that is absolutely killing it in terms of quality of animation and just all-round feel-good vibes. I say, for, ooh, let's tackle Bleach first. Everybody is able to die in this show, and I love it. I love that Kubo's come in and he's gone, you gonna, it's, it's like Oprah in the show, you gonna die, 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 you everybody gets to die. You get diarrhea, and you get diarrhea, and you get diarrhea, everyone's getting diarrhea. <laughs> and I love the fact that they've put this show on Disney Plus and yet it is super 
gruesome, super gory with terms of like people's entire sides being cut off through power moves and people burning to death and you know people's arms flying off and blood spurting out of uh, their their arm socket like it's it, it's completely different to how I remember Bleach growing up and watching it back when I was 18 it is an amazing show the thousand year blood war arc is probably one of the most anticipated arcs and it is not let us down it's been brilliant storytelling so far with the main antagonist being Yohabak, who is amazing as a bad guy. He's just so overpowered, so powerful that he can see into the future and uh, basically take on the entire soul, soul society single-handedly. But the most important is that one. It's kind of the grandmama of all the rules. You can't tell someone in the story anything about where the story's going, even if you know some juicy stuff. Also, decap not decapitating, but slicing Yama old man Yamamoto in a half. S a spoiler alert for those who weren't aware of that. I'm so sorry. I've just I keep doing this where I just go ahead and say it. But point being is that Bleach is killing it in terms of storyline, continuing answering the questions that we all want to know, and to be able to emphasize that some of these captains and their bunkais aren't as powerful. Uh, as they thought they were, or without their bankers, they are nothing. And it's brilliant to see, especially with the arc slash uh, fight between, uh, you know, Captain Hitsugaya, who always gets his bankai out and is always utilizing his uh, frost techniques, and then he's just not able to access it. The same can be said for Captain... Um, oh, I forgot his name. He's... So... Oh, it's going to come to me in a minute. He says, Sembon Sakura Kogiyoshi. Um, and it's... Oh my goodness, it's going to come to me in a minute. It will come to me. like He's got like one of the coolest bunkais as well, uh, where his sword turns into like flower petals, and they're so sharp that they kill everything that they touch. And it's like amazing to see when it gets used against him, and he's just unable to fight himself. Uh, and the Quincy that he fights... One of the stern stern getters stern getters stern getters blah, 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 blah. stern stern ritters sorry stern ritters and he or she just absolutely demolishes him and he's just like at the end of the seventh episode just in a wall unable to move blood all over him it's just destroyed <laughs> Byaku Yakuchki got it in the end I knew I was gonna remember I know you know I have one of these memories where it just takes a minute to process so Captain Kuchki was is the captain who's in the wall covered in blood and killed by his own bankai basically uh, and it's one of the coolest scenes to see because he's one of the most proud captains of the bunch and to see him nearly on the edge of death at the end of episode seven was incredible if you have not seen the latest thousand year blood war episodes from episode you've got one to seven it's on disney plus or if you're not willing to pay for disney plus fair enough uh, and then go out there and find it in other ways. I don't condone this in any way, shape, or form, but there is access out there somehow, in some way. I am, <laughs> I am in IT, so I do know these things. Well, everyone knows these things. What am I talking about? Point being is this. Please watch Bleach. Please. For the love of God, if you're not into anime, it is bloody brilliant right now, and it is, without a doubt, I would call perfection in terms of anime. 
Moving on to Chainsaw Man, which I have just gotten to. I'm three episodes deep, which I'm going to continue after recording this podcast because it's so good, so much fun to, to watch. It's a new take on the world with new ideas of demons and humans merging together and also calling them fiends or like humans and non-humans. And the main character merges with his dog Chainsaw and he becomes Chainsaw Man where he's got a chainsaw for a head and arms and he destroys demons for the demon uh, seekers department for the public service and it's incredible there's incredible ideas the animation behind it when he's chopping demons in half and using his arms and legs that are chainsaws and at the same time he's absolutely obsessed with women and he's hilarious and his one mind track for being able to fondle boobs is just so funny in terms of a character just gaining extra powers when he's given the opportunity to to be able to be with a woman it's so funny and it's brilliant and it's a new look on anime in terms of the art style as well i love the clean cut behind it it's very much um new generation animation that really works and I really hope they continue the good story telling in the episodes I'm yet to, to watch. So please, again, another one, if you're into entertaining, a little bit of fun, but also sad um, animation with a good main character and good side characters as well. And also some nuts kicking, some serious nut kicking in the, the, the second episode. Uh, please go watch it and, and you'll really enjoy yourself there. For those who, weren't, who aren't watching this and just listening, that's my leg going into the air. You're doing a, a, a little bit of a, a, a kick in the nuts uh, in, in, in the imagination. So, yes, Chainsaw Man and Bleach. Please do watch that because, I mean, what happened, you know, for 25 minutes, it's such a short episode. I feel like some of them should be longer, uh, but they are absolutely worth the watch. And when you've got 25 minutes, it goes by so quickly because of how good they are. Moving on to books I'm reading, we talked about in the pre- well, we I spoke about in the previous podcast about why certain characters should not be considered heroes and shouldn't really be promoted in terms of their characteristics. So I did some research and I went behind enemy lines and made sure that I was going to be able to back up the things I said. I don't like being able to give opinions without actually reading the novel. So. What am I currently reading? Well, of course, it's American Psycho. And I'm really enjoying the details and the utilization of products in this book. It's really fun to see some of the the more thought process behind Patrick Bateman. I'm only a few pages in so far, and I'm going to dive into this book a little bit more. Because for late, lately, because I'm, I, I think, because of the traveling for work and, and being a little bit, little bit more locked in with the job, my reading has decreased, which is not good. It's it's uh, one of those things where you can find yourself in less time in the mornings. I've been making sure that I'm getting up at around half six now to be, to be able to add a little bit more time in the mornings to be able to read and write and make sure that my journal continues, which I am trying my best to do so. But when I travel and go away halfway across the country to be able to go do some work, uh, then that becomes less likely. But... I'm still reading, I know you guys are going to, you listeners who have been with me beforehand, uh, I have. I am still reading Rich Dad's Guide to Investing, uh, I am, how many pages am I in now? It's it's pretty, I'm pretty far in, um, 327, which is the normal size of a book, so for a normal book I would have finished it by now, 
but uh, it is quite in depth in terms of how. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm gonna be real with you. I love Rich Dad. I think his foundational ideas are brilliant, but he is single-minded. So Robert Kiyosaki is single-minded in how he looks at things, and especially when it comes down to how should I put it, the business side of the. What good. So, so you have to build a business to be able to focus in on. You have to build a business to become rich. Basically, that was his his idea was that you, in order to become rich, you have to build yourself a business. Okay, let me rephrase. I'm getting a little bit tongue tied here. You don't have to build a business. He just says that it's going to become easier for you to become rich if you build a business. However, I think what he's really trying to say in this book is here's some really good investing tips. Understand the investment you're making, which is brilliant, fantastic. Go make yourself financially literate so you can read a finance statement uh, or like any sort of basic financial statement that's going to come from a company so that when you know you're investing in it, you understand what you're getting yourself in for. Obviously, you're always going to be on the outside of the company if you're not working within it, so therefore your investment will become a little uh, less secure, shall we say, when you are investing from the outside. That's always going to be the case in, in, our, in our ways, but he, he is right in saying that it becomes easier if you were to, for instance, have insider information legally in this case um, by being within the company he also talks about how you need to be able to have a side business which i agree with to some extent side businesses are great if you have something you love that you're going to work on and you're going to build from and you're going to do in your free time and try and make money from it, that's brilliant and i think that a lot of people can benefit from that if you're putting so much effort into two separate jobs why are you not taking the second job and trying to find a way to make money for those who aren't lucky enough to be able to support themselves and their families based off their main piece of income this will become less applicable to you because obviously you need to be able to add that extra funds to be able to make your life work you may want to look at yourself financially and figure out what's costing you so much money, but there's also other ways. I'm not the person to talk about this. Point being, this book is suitable for everybody to read, but it is a one-track mind of how he thinks you should get rich. And he also th he's get he when he says rich, he's talking about the one percent. He's talking about the rich, richest rich. But I don't think most people want to do that. For me personally, I'm looking at becoming. You know, a millionaire, and I'm not talking about a multi-millionaire. I'm talking about like one to ten in millions. It doesn't really. Once you get past that mark, there's you know, it's it's like when you get rained on. You know, you're already wet. You don't need to. You know, and you just. <laughs> that's not the saying, by the way. I'm ad-libbing something right there. Point being is this. For those who just want to get to a really comfortable and enjoyable life where you want to be able to do all the things that you want to do and you're not really caring about having a Lambo or a mansion or whatever, the idea of this book can feel a little bit unapplicable to you. And there may be some things that you're thinking to yourself, well, I just want to start with the basics and go from there. This becomes a little bit more advanced as you go through the book.
Anyway, moving on to something a little bit more fun. And I'm still reading Tom Segura's <laughs> I Like to Play Alone. And Tom, in this book, is he's brilliant. He's so much fun reading some of his books. But it's, I think his podcast definitely better. Him and Bert Kreischer on Two Bears, One Cave, and him and Christina P on Your Mum's House is so much more fun to listen to. For me, a lot of the stories that he's told on the podcast are just written in this book. So... It feels a little bit repetitive for me to read through some of it because I've already listened to it on the podcast and I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, I, I know this already. So it's not really useful for me to, to be able to see that. But that's fine. It's still a good book. It's still fun to read. He's still a hilarious comedian to, to read about and to get some insight into your life. And, and there's so much more... Uh, so much more to Tom than meets the eye in terms of what he's written in his book as well. And I'm still only, a few, you know, I'm, I'm not even finished yet with that. So I will increase my reading time to be able to finish those books. And hopefully by the end of the year, they'll be done. <laughs> and so we are coming to the end of this podcast. So I will talk about how the living alone provides you with so much freedom that you can really focus in on the things you love and you can also become a much happier person and more content with life in so many ways. But there's the only downside for me, and it's not even f for me personally, I think a lot of people say loneliness. And I'm, I speak to so many people on such a regular basis for me to become lonely, it's very difficult. Uh, and I'm a very positive person, so loneliness doesn't really come up in my life. I actually, I've become, I've been more lonely when I've been surrounded by people than I have when I'm on my own. So this is not something that's very applicable to me, but maybe for yourself that that may be a negative for living on your own. And for you, maybe you are somebody who gains energy like myself from people. So living on your own can be a little bit draining sometimes. But for me, I see so many, talk to so many people on such a regular basis that that uh, is less of the case. So this has been the Taylor Sales Podcast. This has been Chris's Corner. I've been your host, Chris Taylor. And as always, I hope to see you this time next week. Bye now.